Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Today, um, I'm starting a new series that I'm going to be doing over the next, uh, uh, sporadically over the next couple of months. Um, the series is entitled The Missing Element. Throughout this series, I'm going to be talking about the one element that could be missing in your life that's keeping you from getting the full measure of what God wants you to have. Amen. Let's go to John, 3 John um, 2, and I'm going to be reading in the Amplified. Most of the scriptures today are going to come from the Amplified version or the Message version, okay? And it reads, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Now, over the years, I've heard many people go back and forth about this scripture. I've heard people say it means prosperity, money, wealth. I've heard people say no, it just means spiritual. It means, um, I heard people say no, it just means health. It's just talking about health. God's not talking about money there. And, but the reality is, they all are right. If you read it, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. It says that you may prosper in every way, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and that your body, your health may keep well, even as your soul keeps well. So God wants you to prosper financially and physically evenly as your soul prospers. So he wants you prospering that way evenly. He wants everything to be even. He wants you to be an abundant life in every way. Can I get the handheld mic? Because I'm hearing uh, the hum. Check. All right. That's all right. So, and it says... How many of you want the full measure of 3 John 2? You want the full measure of 3 John 2? Well, today I want to show you what's keeping you from getting that, okay? What could be, maybe not everybody, but, you know, in some measure of our life, we, we are missing that. That element is keeping us from getting it. And the missing element that's keeping you from getting the full measure of this scripture is one word. It's commitment. It's commitment. So today I'm going to talk about commitment. So Proverbs 16 and 3 in the Amplified, it reads, roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. You cannot get the full measure of 3 John 2 without commitment. You cannot. You cannot be successful at anything without commitment. Because commitment is the key to success in every area of your life, guys. It's key. you got to commit to doing something if you want to be successful. <clears throat> the reason so many people are not living the life that they were created to live is because they lack commitment. They lack commitment in some area. You may be committed in one area, but the area that's crucial to you getting what God wants you to have, you're lacking commitment. Somebody, it's, it's something, if you evaluate your life and you think, why am I not where I should be in this area? Look at your commitment. 
to that. And you'll see. So the title of today's message is really a question. And the title is, are you committed or just interested? I'm going to say it again. Are you committed or just interested? The word commitment comes to us from the root word commit. And that word means a pledge of devotion or dedication to something or somebody. A promise of resources, a vow, a pledge to entrust, to hand over, to give up ownership, or entrust to another to commit. I'll read that again. It's a pledge of devotion or dedication to something or somebody. A pledge, a devotion, or dedication to something or somebody. A promise of resources, a vow, a pledge to entrust, to hand over, to give ownership, to give up ownership or entrust to another to commit. This is why so many marriages are not working. Because there's no commitment. There's no commitment in marriage. There's a marriage, but there's no commitment. People are getting married now because they want, they're interested in marriage. They're interested in the feeling of marriage. They're interested in being with somebody. They're interested in just getting married just to, we got kids, as someone say, they just want to wrestle. You know, that's the interest in. You guys know what I mean when I say wrestle. Um, <laughs> they just want to wrestle. But commitment is vital in marriage. Listen to the vows. I now take you to be my wedded wife, husband, whoever's saying it, to live together after God's ordinance in the holy relationship of marriage. I promise to love and comfort you, honor and keep you, forsaking all others. I will be yours alone as long as we both shall live. How many of y'all know that's commitment? You're committing to this person for the rest of your life. And you're saying something. You're speaking it because commitment is, is verbally initiated. You have to say something to commit, whether you're talking to yourself, whether you're talking to God, or whether you're talking to a person, you have to commit. You have to say, I commit to do this. I commit to be this. I'm going to be this. When you say, I am going to be this, I am going to do that, you're making a commitment. Whether you follow through with that commitment, that's a different story. But you are saying I committed. And the reason there's no marriage these days, people are, as soon as things get to a heated level and they're not getting their way, they're ready to leave and abandon their commitment. Now, I use marriage because I believe marriage is the highest form of commitment today. And so I'll explain that a little later why I believe that. But you need a commitment when the wife says to the husband, that's it. I'm out, you know, or vice versa. What does that mean? Does it mean you're packing up your bag and leave when you say that's it? What does it mean? What it means is they are no longer part of the marriage commitment because commitment says I have to sit down with you even though I may not like you very much today. Commitment says we have to talk. We have to communicate. We can't quit because there are children here that's going to get affected by our commitment. My wife and I, we do. We talk about almost, we talk, basically talk about everything. We do honesty sessions where when she says, babe, I need an honesty session, I'm like, what did I do? Okay, let me think. And it's not necessarily always what I did, but it's something she's not getting from the marriage. So for us to keep us from going around the house mad with each other and not saying anything, 
we say, I need an honest session. What an honest session is, is that we sit down in front of each other. And when she's talking to me and telling me what she's not getting, I can't say a word. I can't talk back. I can't defend. I have to listen because the reason I have to listen because I have, when I do respond when it's my turn to talk, I have to respond with solution, not defense. So in order for me to respond with solution, I have to listen to what she's saying and how she's communicating me. Because, guys, we know women, they speak with their heart. We speak with our head. We say the first thing that comes to our mind sometimes, which a lot of times is the wrong thing. So, but they speak with their heart. So we, they, we need to feel them when they talk. So when we have those honest sessions, I can't respond in defense. I have to respond with the solution to what she's saying. And so the reason I'm using marriage today is because, like I said, it's the highest form of commitment because you have to commit wholly in every way in the marriage. You have to commit mentally. You have to commit physically. You have to commit emotionally. And you have to commit financially. And you have to commit spiritually in a marriage. You have to commit in every one of those ways when you are married. And like really, when you look at your life, with commitment to things that you want to do, you have to commit in those ways because commitment will promote you. Commitment will bring you to success. People make a commitment as long as things are going the way they want them to go. Let's look at marriage again. And Some women say, as long as he has money, I'll stay. Some men say, as long as she doesn't gain weight, I'm good. And, as long, and some people say in church, as long as the pastor doesn't talk about my sin, I'm all right. But what about days when his money is low and he's at zero? Do you stay committed? What about when she gives you a couple of babies and doesn't get that snap back right away? Do you stay committed? Because there are going to be some of those days. That's when your commitment has to take effect. I talk about my wife a lot because we've been through so much. My wife, when we were getting married, I had no job. I had no money. Couldn't even buy her a ring. But she was planning a wedding with me, and I had nothing. No job. She committed to marrying me with nothing. I was on unemployment. I think my unemployment was about to run out. because Before we met, I had just lost my job. And she was doing because she said she saw what God had for me. She saw today, spiritually. But she was willing to marry me with nothing, and I had nothing. But because I committed to her, I sold whatever I could sell to buy her a ring. I went out, I got rid of it as much as I could. I had an iPad, and she asked me one day, she said, Babe, where's your iPad? I said, On your finger. And she was like, what? You know, I said, yeah, because, that, because God said to me, what would you do for her? And everything I could find that was of value, I sold to show her that I was committed to her. So when you marry, ask people who, when things get heated in commitment in marriage, you have to ask yourself, are you committed to the marriage? Are you committed to that individual? Can they trust you with their life? even at the moment when you're upset with them? What about the days when God doesn't answer your prayers fast enough? Or he doesn't heal you from their sickness? Will you stay committed? 
Will you stay committed to him or will you abandon your commitment that you made? Will you stay committed to God or would you just stay interested? You have to be committed to a life of salvation through the good and the bad times. When you feel like God is not answering your prayers right away, you can't just give up and I'm out, God. I'm gone. God ain't real. I've been praying. Nothing happened. Why he ain't do this for me? And then you're out. That's not committed. Because commitment sees it through. Commitment sees it through no matter what's going on. Commitment sees it through when you're sick and you just can't get better. Commitment sees it through when you're broke and nothing is coming in and you're about to lose your house. You're about to lose your commitment sees it through because at that moment when you give up, that could be the moment God could have his angels right here. Ready to step off and give you what you need. But when you give up, then it's like the angel like, up. They gave up. Because you didn't stay committed. Because, God, see, the reason so many people give up on God is because they're not committed to him. They're not committed to a life of salvation. They're committed to what they can get from God. They're committed to the benefits of salvation. Because if people were truly committed to salvation, they will walk it through. No matter what. I've seen, I've saw, seen people online where people were heavy worship leaders that says, I'm not part of the faith no more. I just don't believe that this is the way to live. And when that breaks my heart to see somebody who I've listened to their music, worship leaders, and even pastors, I've seen it where pastors say, you know what? I can't, be- I can't follow this anymore. They just gave up. Why? What was your commitment in that? What was the commitment? They didn't have the commitment. Because everybody's all good and better. But when worse shows up, they start looking for a way out if you're not committed. If you're not committed when things get rough, you will start work looking for a way out because you're never truly committed when you do that. So I ask you, are you committed or just interested? And guys, I love you guys are listening. Um, I'm not expecting a bunch of amens, hallelujahs today, because this, I, this is a message that I really want you to get. I really want you to get it in you because I want you to look at your life and think, where am I not committed? What can I commit to? What I need to do to get on this next level in my life. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 23. I'm going to read verses 21 through 23. And it reads, when you make a vow to the Lord, your God, you shall not be slack in paying it. For the Lord, your God will surely require it of you and slackness would be sin in you. But if you refrain from vowing, it would not be sin in you. The vow which has passed your lips, you shall be watchful to perform. A voluntary offering which you have, which you have made to the Lord your God, which you have promised with your mouth. Basically, don't say it if you're not going to do it. This says it's right there. It says, when you make a vow to the Lord, you shall not be slack in paying it. When you commit, you should not be slack in fulfilling that commitment. For your Lord God will surely require it of you. And slackness would be sin in you. So look at this. We're Christians. We're God's children. When we commit to something, a lot of us will say, well, I feel God is telling me to do this. But then we don't commit to it. But when you say, I, I, 
I want to do this in life. This is where I'm going to be in life. I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to start this business. God is telling me to do this. Then you're saying God's telling you to do it. Then you have to perform. God is going to require that of you. When you make, God is basically saying here, don't make a vow to me if you are not going to follow through. Because your word is your bond, to put it in layman's term. God is saying, do not promise me you're going to do something if you're not going to do it. If you say I told you to do this and I told you, then I'm expecting you to do it. Because if you don't, then it's basically sin. It's what this verse says. Say, and slackness would be sin in you. But if you refrain from vowing, it would not be sin in you. So if you commit, if you don't do it, if you don't say it, then you don't have to worry about fulfilling it. That's what this verse says. Here's a point. Commitment will create consistency, which will create motivation that will create a momentum that propels you to success. Say that again. Commitment will create consistency which will create motivation that will create a momentum that propels you to success. Your commitment creates all of that. It creates when you commit, you're putting your whole into it. So it causes it starts a snowball effect. That once you start creating, then you get consistent once you commit, then you get consistent. If I commit to uh, building a business and I'm consistent with it because I'm committed. So I start being consistent every day, getting up, working on the computer, putting my processes together. Um, and then that you're consistent. That consistency is going to create a motivation because you're going to start seeing things happen. You're going to start seeing little things here. You're going to start seeing your progress. You're going to start seeing this. So you're going to be motivated. You're like, oh, snap. God, this thing is working. I'm excited about this. And then once that motivation starts, you're going to keep doing it. Then it's going to create a momentum that you're not going to be able to stop. You're going to keep, you're going to keep going and keep going. That's why when you, uh, <clears throat> when you need healing and you commit to confessing the word of God over your life, you commit to being, uh, to, to going to the doctor, listening to the doctor, listening to God. If God tell you don't go to that doctor, pray to God for a doctor to go to and, and find it. And you start being consistent in what they do. And you start, then you get motivated because you'll see. I give myself an example. They told me I was diabetic, and I started for years before my wife met. I think I, I probably got the news probably three or four years before we met. So we've been married eight, so it's probably 12 years that I've been dealing with, I say, the symptoms of diabetes. So for, for, 10, for what, 10 of those years, I wasn't committed. I wanted to get off the medicine. I wanted to stop sticking myself, but I wasn't committed because I still go out grab a Pepsi, chug a Mountain Dew, go to McDonald's every day, eat the crazy food, drink the sodas, drink the juices. I was still committed to that. Sugar levels, 200, 324 sometimes, very seldom under, under 150, and I was committed. But this year when I got committed and I started being consistent with working out, I started being consistent with watching what I was eating. I started being consistent with the things I was doing and when I started seeing my sugar levels leveling out, I got motivated. I got motivated to keep going, to keep doing it, to keep doing it. And that motivation created a momentum that when I went to the doctor, I was on three insulins. He took me off of two. Now, and the one that I'm on is a weekly one that he gave me the choice. He said, I recommend you stay on it 
for the next three months till you come back to me, but it's up to you. So that momentum, so he says up to me. He said, but I recommend so we can see where your level is going to be, where your A1C is going to be when you come back. He said, and I believe if you keep doing what you're doing, that when you come back, you're not even going to be diabetic anymore. So that, that created my commitment to my health, created that. And, and that happened. Single people, this is for you, especially for my single ladies. Don't marry nobody that's not committed to you. Don't marry nobody that's not committed to you. Because if they're not committed to you, they will not be consistent in their behavior or the treatment of you. Then they will no longer be committed. Uh, you will no longer be that motivation. And then the momentum from their actions and feelings will push you apart. If you, com- if you commit to somebody that's not committed to you, they're not motivated about you. They're not, they, they, they not going to be motivated or committed to making sure you're happy. They're not going to be motivated or committed to making sure that they, they're preparing for a marriage. I tell everybody all the time, I prepared to become a husband before I became a husband. I was doing things. I was prepping before I met my wife. I was prepping. I wasn't practicing on nobody else. <laughs> I wasn't practicing on nobody. But for in me. I was doing things with myself. I was preparing. I was treating myself as if I had a wife. I was acting as if I had a wife. I was confessing as if I had a wife. I was getting myself together mentally. So when she came, I was ready to be committed to her. So when she came, I knew how to do it because I was going to mentors. I was asking questions. I was taking notes. Um, Whenever my pastor was preaching on marriage, I was writing it down. I got notebooks right now that that got notes for marriage that my former pastor preached that I took notes that I could use. And trust me, I use them because they were good and they work. Um, I use them with, um, but that those are the things you got to do. Amen. Say commitment. <laughs> commitment means loyalty, devotion, an activity that cannot be avoided. Something you have to do. Steadfastness, duty, responsibility, being embraced. Talk about marriage again. Husbands don't commit to their wives because they don't care how they feel. If you don't care how your wife feels, you won't be committed to her. There's no loyalty or devotion. You can't be committed to, to your wife if you don't care how she feels. I care how my wife feels. If I know my wife is, 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 is upset in any way, I can't even work right. Because I'm at work thinking about how she feels. Thinking about What's going on in her mind? I'm thinking about, I may, I may send her a text to say, babe, I love you, or something like that, see what response I get. And sometimes, she, 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 if she don't respond in a certain amount of time, and she could be on a call for work. If she don't respond in a certain amount of time, I'm at work, I'm like, oh, Lord, she's still mad. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is she thinking? What I got to do? I'm like, okay, Lord, you got to help me. What am I going to say? You got to. I'm, I'm at the work. My stomach all in knots because I'm wondering, you know, how she's feeling because I don't want her to feel upset. And so then she'll text, hey, babe, was on a call. Everything all right? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, she good. She good. But sometimes when I know, when I, when I don't get nothing else, then I know we still got to talk about it when I get home. <laughs> But, but I can't function if my wife is not 
And if my wife is upset, if she's not happy, I, I, I don't know about you, but I can't function. I can't function right. I have to make sure that I make things right. And that's my commitment to her. That's my commitment. Um, when there's no commitment, there's no involvement. And what you're not committed to, you will not involve yourself in. If you're not committed to your marriage, you won't involve yourself in your marriage. If you're not committed to your kids, you won't involve yourself with your kids. Sometimes I have to pull myself away from my son, you know, because I'm involved. My wife sometimes had to tell me, you can't do that with him today. You need to rest. You need to chill because she said, she said to me yesterday, you will stack your day. You know, because I was going to do this with him. I was going to do that with him because I'm involved. You know, I want to be there. If you're not committed to God, you will not involve yourself. You won't involve yourself in church. You won't involve yourself in outreach. You won't involve yourself in anything that has to do with him. You make a commitment to a ministry, but you won't involve yourself. You may be there, but are you involved? Are you committed? Are you doing what you need to do? to be excellent in what you're doing? Are you doing what you need to do to be an excellent husband? Are you doing what you need to do to be an excellent wife? Are you doing what you need to do to be an excellent partner of this ministry? Are you doing what you need to do to be excellent on the ministry that you're on? Whether everybody else is doing it or not, are you doing, are you committed to excellence in what you're doing? And if you're committed to excellence in what you're doing, then God will propel you. You will be propelled. If you're on a ministry and nobody else is being excellent, you're excellent, maybe one day pastor will come to you and say, hey, I need you to head this ministry. Promotion. You know, if you're committed to it, to your wife, to your marriage, then God can bless your marriage and get you to that next level in your marriage. Because God will show you what to do to do that. If you, like I said, if you're not committed, you won't involve yourself. When you're uncommitted, you're unstable, and you're unreliable. I'm going to say that again. When you're uncommitted, you're unstable and unreliable. Let's go to James 1 and verse 8 in the Amplified. (laughs) And it reads, For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks feels, and decides. I'm going to read that again. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain in everything he thinks, feels, and decides. If you're uncommitted, you're unreliable. Committed people are consistent, stable, and reliable. My wife doesn't have to worry about whether I'm coming home because I'm consistent. She doesn't have to worry about whether I'm a, she's going to get my check because I'm consistent. She doesn't have to worry about whether I love her because I'm consistent. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm upset with my wife, I still tell her I love her. If, if, I'm, if I'm mad with her, and I'm, you know, we, we get mad with each other, I still call her babe. I just, she could tell when I am, but she know I'm going to say I love you. I'm not going to go to bed before we get it right, before we talk about it. Because I love her. I'm committed to my job because I'm consistent. Committed to doing best in my job because I'm consistent. I'm committed to this ministry because I'm consistent. 
Pastor don't have to worry about if he asks Nate to do something, Nate gonna do it because I'm consistent. Pastor Stacey don't have to worry about if she sent me a text and asked me to do something, I'm gonna do it because I'm consistent. Consistent in everything I do. Why am I consistent? Because I'm committed. And because I'm committed and I'm consistent, that makes me stable and makes me reliable. Can, can you be dependent on? Are you reliable? I ask you again, are you committed or just interested? The reason a lot of people get depressed and sad, I'm not saying everybody, sometimes people go through things, but just as an example, the reason so many, some people are pitiful, depressed, and sad is because they, they haven't committed to anything. So they have no motivation. They have no motivation to be commitment. So they never truly are successful at anything. When you commit, commitment locates you. Commitment locates your character. It locates who you are. It shows you who you are. It shows you what's in your character. And it shows you what you need to do to change your life. When you're not committed, you will not be motivated to do anything. You will be inconsistent. And that momentum will pull you away from the place where God wants you to be. If you're inconsistent and you're uncommitted, you create a momentum that pulls you away from the life that God created you to have. That's why you got to be commitment. Say commitment. Proverbs 20, verse 4. I'm going to read this in the Amplified and the Passion Translation. Amplified reads, the slugger does not plow when winter sets in. Therefore, he begs and harvests and has nothing. This Passion Translation reads, if you're too lazy to plant seed, it's too bad. I love this. When you have no harvest in the field. If you're too lazy to plant seeds, too bad. When you have no harvest in the field. Basically, if you're not committed, you won't do anything. And so you can't be mad when you don't get what you're wanting. You can't be mad when you feel like you're not where you need to be. And God if you're not committed because you're not doing the things to get there. I talked before about positioning yourself to receive. Commitment is the main element of getting yourself positioned. So are you committed or just interested? To be interested means to show curiosity or concern about something or someone having a feeling of interest. I'm going to say that again. To be interested means to show curiosity or concern about something or someone having a feeling of interest. When you're interested in something, you may do it. You may not. The interest can change to the drop of a hat. You do what's easy. You know, I was a long time ago, I was interested in skydiving until I realized I got to jump out of the plane. Not committed. I was like, nah. I was interested. You know, I was, uh, I, when I was in school, I was, I was uh, interested in playing baseball. Played for two years, like, nah. The ball hit me in my knee. Like, that hurt. Nah, just interested. Not committing to this. No. But when, you, when you're just interested, you won't do what it takes. You'll do just what's easy. That's what being interested is. Let's look at Luke um, chapter 16, verse 13, Amplified. 
It reads, no servant is able to serve two masters, for he would either hate the one or love the other. Or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, riches, or anything in which you trust and on which you rely. Basically, you gotta be, you're committed or you're uncommitted. You're either going to serve your commitment or you're going to serve your uncommitted. You know, you can't be both. Most people don't commit because commitment is hard. <laughs> commitment is hard. You have to be consistent and mean what you say. Commitment locates you. It pinpoints who you are and what's in your character. It will bring out that part. It will let you know, huh? I said I'm going to do that, but I don't really want to. You know, I don't, I don't really want to uh, work on it, be on the soundboard. It just looks interesting. You know, um, those buttons look interesting like a kid. Those buttons look interesting. I, I like the lights on the soundboard. You know, they move, ah, and then you get back there and you realize that you hear that hum. You got to know how to fix that hum. You, the, the Matt's keyboard not working. You got to figure, is it muted? Is it, it what, what's, you, you, it does more work than just being back there on that board just pressing buttons. So you may be interested, but will you commit to it? James 5.1 in the message version. And it reads, and since you know that he cares, let your language show it. Don't add words like I swear to God to your own words. Don't show your impatience by concocting oaths to hurry up God. Just say yes or no. Just say what is true. That way your language can't be used against you. Like I said, committed commitment is verbally initiated. So if you're not going to do it, don't say you're going to do it. The word says, just say yes or no. Because if you say yes, then you got to commit. If you say yes, I'm expecting you to do that. If you tell pastor, yes, I will do it, he's expecting you to do it. If I tell my wife I'm going to do something, she's expecting me to do it. I can't be like, you know, uh, I forgot. You know, because then she could be like, that's not my problem. You said you're going to do it, so you need to do it. So if you commit to it, you got to do it. So don't say you can do it. Just say yes or no. I've learned that over the years, to just say no. Because I used to be, well, I don't want them to be mad with me. I need to please them. Um, I, I don't want to say no because it needs to be done. Um, I've gotten to a point where I can't. No. Just no. Um, and I might not say no like that, but really, I can't do it at this time. My wife taught me a word. I hear her use it with her job. I don't, that, I don't have the bandwidth for it. I don't have the bandwidth for it. I, I just, it's not in my wheelhouse. Can't do it. You know? Or if you, if you don't use big words, just say, no. I'd rather tell you no, and then you be upset with me, than to commit to something, then I'm upset with me. Or I'm stressed. Or... I'm stressed because I can't do it because I got so much going on. Now I've added something else to my plate. And now my commitment is slacking. And God is looking at my commitment. And God is upset with me because now he is going to require it of me. He, God, is going to require it of me because I committed. Now my character is in question because I committed to something that I can't really do. So just say yes or just say no. Usually things that are easy don't require don't require a commitment. 
If you can easily do it, it requires no commitment. You don't have to do it. Like talented people. Talented people can get by. You would think they committed because they're so talented. They can just do it and, and flow with it. You know, um, I, I play drums. I've been playing drums since I was eight. I don't really have to commit to drum because I can listen to the song that morning and I can get there and I got it because that's my gift. That's my talent. I don't have to commit to it. Now, I commit because I love drums, but I don't have to because that's how good I am. But what does that say about me if I don't commit, if I listen to this, if I don't commit to do it and to be better at it and to make it the best that it can for everybody else? So I still, even though that's my wheelhouse, I still have to commit. I still have to practice it. I still have to commit, even though I can listen to you on, on a day and play and fa- figure out the beat and play it. But I still have to commit. It's a commitment. It's talented to me. Somebody who can take notes, secretarial work. My mom, she's like that. She can sit down. You can dictate something to her. She can tag it up, have it word. Uh, uh, dog, my wife can do that. You give her something, she can go in there. She got a spreadsheet, Google Drive with a list of everything on it, ideas, uh, who you need to say, what you need to say, all that stuff. I can't. But if she didn't commit to that, then that's just her talent. She could get by on her talents. People like talented people can get by without commitment because of their talents. But why they, would they accomplish anything? That's why rarely people accomplish difficult things because difficult things require a greater degree of commitment. Difficult things require a greater degree of commitment. When you look at it, like me, baseball. Yeah, baseball, it wasn't because just because it hit my knee that I, I got hurt that I didn't want to play. It was like, man, I got to learn RBIs. I got to do this. I got to commit to practice, everything. And I was in the marching band. So I was like, on off season, I got marching band. I'm not trying to commit to practicing baseball when my love is marching man and drums. So I didn't want to commit to it because of all the work I had to put into it. I wanted to be a doctor. When I got to college, when I saw the work it took to be a doctor and all I had to learn, well, music is my major now. <laughs> Should have did business, but it's like, nah, I'm going to go hit the music because this is where my talent is. I don't have to commit to music because I'm talented. But I did have to commit, which I didn't realize because I got theory class. I got, um, help me out, Matt. I got conducting class. I got sight singing and ear training. I hated that class, too. But what else, Matt? Music history. Uh, You got all that stuff. I didn't want to, I was like, I got to do this. But guess what? And I can be honest with you guys. My grades weren't as great in those classes, but my percussion class was always an A. My percussion, my drum class was always an A. But all the other classes, like sightseeing and the ear training, Miss Marjorie, my God. That teacher, I hated that class though, but <clears throat> I didn't commit. I didn't commit. And she would say to me, Mr. Holloway, you're not committing to this. You can do it, but you're not committing. I was just interested. Wasn't committed. And so because it was difficult things and the reason you never accomplished anything extraordinary is because you're not committed to it. 
you go with the flow. If you want to do extraordinary things, you got to commit. You got to commit. In order to be successful in every area of your life, you're going to have to commit. You're going to have to be faithful to that commitment. And you're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to follow through. And when you become consistent, your motivation will change. And that, that momentum will propel you to what God's designed for you in your life. I talk about me and my weight loss journey. I wasn't committed at all. I was doing, I'm not going to say the exercise I was doing before, but I was doing all these programs, paying this money, um, going to personal trainers, getting gyms and stuff like that, going to the gym, um, having to cancel that because I don't go. And they, you know, they canceling my membership and stuff like that. And my wife said to me about a year ago, maybe we should try this program. Y'all heard the story. And when I saw the program, I was like, that's the work. It's like, I got to commit to that, you know, because as long as I was doing it by myself, I had to commit. She wanted to do it with me. So if she doing it with me, I had to commit. So I put it off for like a year. I was like, oh, babe, you know what? Well, I'm doing this one. So we can do that. I didn't commit. But guess what? When we did it together, and I committed. Committed. Now I was at 225 and I'm at 188. I committed. I committed. I wanted to feel better in my clothes, but I wasn't committed to do the things they wanted to do. Y'all heard the story. I wanted to shop at H&M, but I wasn't committed to do it because H&M for skinny people. And I couldn't get in there because I wasn't skinny. But I, want, but I had to commit to do it. And I, I wasn't just interested anymore. I became committed to doing it. So I got results. Now watch this. If you make no commitment, that's really a commitment. If you make no commitment, that's real commitment. And then you are consistently producing whatever that uncommitment is or lack thereof. And now that begins to be your motivation. So now that momentum you're building is pulling you away from what God has created for you to have in your life. Look at the difference. Commitment, when you commit, it creates a consistency that creates a motivation that builds momentum that propels you to what God has for you. When you're uh, committed, when you're uncommitted, that builds a, a, it creates a consistency, that creates a motivation, that creates a momentum that pulls you away. So you're still committed, but you're still co- you're just committed in the wrong way. You're committed to uncommitment. So when you make a commitment to something, you're consistent. Again, that becomes your motivation, which creates that mom- uh, momentum that propels you to life of God. But here's what it does also. It becomes a consistent pattern of habits and actions. When you commit, it becomes a consistent pattern of habits and actions. I ask you again, are you committed or just interested? So I want you to just take a moment, my friends, but just think about it and ask yourself, am I committed? Am I just interested? Mr. Brown, self, self say, hmm, you know, y'all know Mr. Brown, I ain't go over well. All right. So. Guys, a committed person is self-motivated. You don't have to encourage them to complete anything. They wake up in the morning committed. Their actions throughout the day are committed. They do everything in their power to keep their commitments. They're committed to getting up and confessing. They're com- they, they, they look committed. You know, I don't know how a committed person looks, but I'm just thinking. You know, but they are com- a committed person wakes up committed to doing the things that they need to do to get where they need to be and receive what they want in their life. No truly successful person is uncommitted. 
no truly successful person. Everything they do. Um, Elon Musk, uh, founder of Amazon, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I don't know how many shots of Kobe Bryant in the gym before people got there, to the gym after people left. While everybody else was out partying, what was Kobe? In the gym. When everybody else was out partying, Michael was in the gym. When everybody else was partying, I read about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was in the house on the computer building business. Everybody was out partying. What are you doing? What are you doing when, when, when your favorite TV show is on and you need to work on something? You need to commit to something. My commitment has changed so much lately that I love, I used to, I, I love TV. I love my shows. I used to sit down at night, just go down. My wife upstairs, I'm down there watching TV, catching up on my shows. I, don't, I, I still do, but not as much as I used to. My son said to me the other, one day, Daddy, why are you always on your computer? Because my momentum and my commitment has changed from watching TV, from watching those shows, to building a legacy for my family, to leaving something for my son. I said, but I'm building, working on building a legacy. What's a legacy? And I had to have that conversation with him um, about legacy. But my commitment has changed, which made me consistent in doing that where I find time to work on my commitment. I put my commitment before TV. I put my commitment before extracurricular activities. I, I, I schedule my commitments. I find things through the day where, okay, I can do this from this time to this time, this from this time to this time. I've got some commitment. I put three whiteboards on my wall in my office where I got, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, and I got one in the middle that has a line of things when I need to finish it by and what I'm going to do because I became committed to that. And those are things that you have to do. You may not have to do that, but what would you have to do to hold on to your commitment? What would you have to do? Take a look at, I want you to do this for me. Take a look at what you say you want in life and weigh it against what you're, what you're doing to achieve it. And then you will know whether or not you're committed or just interested. Think about it. Look at what you say you want in life and weigh it against what you're doing. And that will tell you if you're committed or if you're just interested. You'll know. People say they want a job. They get the job, but they don't commit to doing the work. They're not committed to the job. They're committed to a check. People say they want to be married, but they don't commit to the work it takes to have a successful marriage. They're not committed to the marriage. They're interested and the benefits of marriage. People say they want God and a full measure of the blessing on their lives, but they're not committed to reading the word, praying, and doing what is taught on Sundays. They're not committed to God. They only commit to what they can get from him. Guys, listen to this. You will never become the person you were created to be when you don't commit. And until you commit, you'll never have what God created you to have. So, What you have to do, you have to put yourself in a situation where you commit, where you have to commit. And when you put yourself in a situation where you have to commit, it puts you into another zone where creation begins to respond to you. 
I'll say it again. When you put yourself in, this, in an area where you have to commit, it puts you in another zone where creation has to respond to you. Let's go to Romans 8. I'm going to read verses 19 through 23. And it says, For even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known and waits for the revealing and disclosing of their sonship. For the creation, nature, was subjected to a frailty, to futility, condemned to frustration, not because of some intentional fault on its part, but by the will of God, who so subject, who, who, of him who so subjected to it, yet with the hope. That nature, creation itself, will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an entrance into the glorious freedom of God's children. And what this is saying is that creation is waiting for you to commit. Creation is waiting, is groaning, is waiting for you to understand your sonship, to commit to God so God can reveal to you who you are and, 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 and what he wants for you. My son don't have to worry about his sonship. He don't have to worry about what I want him to have whether he's going to have food, whether he's going to have, uh, get um, toys, whether he's going to have clothes. He doesn't have to worry about that. He understands his sonship. He doesn't understand his sonship, but he knows, and I speak to him all the time, as long as he commits to listening to us, as long as he commits to doing what we ask him to do, as long as he commits to getting good grades, as long as he commits, and those are the things I'm teaching him, as long as he commits to those things, his sonship is not in jeopardy. He, it's there. He's going to get what I promised him. And that's what God is trying to get us to understand. As long as we do the things that God is asking us to do, our sonship is not in jeopardy. We're going to get what God promised us when we follow his, those things he asks us to do. When we commit to God, he will commit to us. I'm going to say it again. When we commit to God, he, he will commit to us because nothing can resist a person that is committed. When you're committed to something, good or bad, it can't resist you. You're going to get it. It's good or bad. Um, everybody loves success, but nobody loves the process. Everybody wants to be a champion, but nobody is willing to put in the work to take the champion. When I say nobody, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm just in, in general. Um, why? Because the process takes hard work, and it hurts sometimes. The process of commitment can hurt sometimes because it causes you to give up some things that you really want and even some people. When I say commitment locates you and it locates your character, when you commit, you're going to realize this person is not for me. This could have been your person through school, through college, whatever. This person not for me. could be dating somebody. When you commit, you realize... This person is not it. And then you got to be willing to remove yourself from that situation to get to that next level. You could be in the middle of doing a business deal. Then God could show you because you're committed that this ain't it. You got to be willing to say, no, I'm not going to commit to that. I can't commit to that. Because your commitment and your consistency, your motivation and your momentum is going to be in jeopardy if you commit to those things. Your level of commitment determines your position every area of your life, guys. Where you committed 
determines where you are in life. So if your ask is here, your commitment is here, then you're not going to get there. Because if you're constantly committed here, it's going to take these levels of commitment for you to get there. So you got to look at your commitment. Again, are you committed or just interested? Because without commitment, nothing happens. You have to put everything into your commitment, your mind, your energy, your effort, your discipline, your tenacity, your money. Everything has to go into your commitment. Your whole self has to be put in your commitment. That's why I use marriage as an example, because you have to put your whole self into it. Now, I use marriage, but that, that goes for everything. Whatever you want to do, school. You have to put your whole self into school if you're going to school. If you work, you have to put your whole self into your job if you want to be successful and be promoted. Life, you have to put your whole self into your life if you want to be successful, if you want to go to the next level. You got to put your everything in it because, like I said, anyone who is truly successful is truly committed. They put that whole self in it. You ever hear billionaires? They spend all that money. I was listening to uh, a motivational speaker one day, and he said, I lost my house and my marriage for, for my commitment. Now, I'm not saying do that. You know, you, I'm, I'm not losing my wife because I want to commit to this thing. I'm not. So that shows you how people, when I tell you commitment can go either way. So, but you got to look at it. What does this commitment take? What do I need to commit to? Weigh it out. What do I need to do? If this commitment, if, if me committed to this is going to cost me my marriage, I'm just going to be uncommitted to this. But if me committing to this is going to cost me, me being slack and procrastinate, and uh, is it procrastinate? Well, procrastinate today. Um, me being slack and dealing with procrastination and those things, then you can say, okay, then those things I have to give up and, and be more committed to that. Guys, are you committed to achieving your goals and dreams? Or are you just interested in achieving them? Ask you again. Are you committed to achieving your goals and dreams? Or are you just interested? Why do I ask? Because interested people do do what's committed. I'm sorry, interested people do what's convenient. Committed people do whatever it takes. If you're just interested, you'll do what's convenient. You'll believe your excuses. And you'll, you'll continue to be a victim of your current reality and circumstances. You come with reasons why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it. And that's what you'll be committed to for the rest of your life, your excuses. But if you're committed, you'll start today to let go of your excuses, your reasons why you're not excelling and your life hasn't changed, and why you can't achieve your goals and dreams. If you're committed, you'll start today. You'll upgrade your knowledge. If you're committed, you'll upgrade your skills. If you're committed, you'll wake up every single day seeking God on how you can get committed and become the person he created you to be. If you're committed, you'll do what it takes. So I ask you again, guys, are you committed or just interested? Stand to your feet. Guys, you have to have a certain degree of commitment in your life to be successful. God is looking for your commitment. Your spouse is looking for your commitment. Family and friends are looking for your commitment. You, your life, is looking for you to commit. And you have to commit 
to anything, to get anything from God, you're going to have to commit to something in your life. To be successful with anything, you're going to have to commit. And I want to pray with you right now for your commitment. Those of you that are watching online, first we thank you. We welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. I say to you, think about, look at your life and think about what you want and weigh against it what you're doing to achieve that. And then you'll see where your commitment level is. And if you find you're just interested, let it go and get committed so you can move on to the next level. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.